0: Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know how to help you. Now, here's your host, Jordan Goodman.
1: Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Dr. Stephen Katz. He is the founder of Therabus, which is a company that provides uh, cannabis uh, related products for pets, but he also knows about cannabis for humans. He is also an assemblyman in the state of New York. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Thank you very much. So let's just start. I gave a little bit, but give a little bit more background on you and uh, your life as both a veterinarian and an assembly person, and, and how did you get into this whole world of uh, cannabis?
2: Well, I'm, um, I am a, uh, I'm a veterinarian by trade. Uh, I founded and own the largest veterinary hospital in the Bronx, the Bronx Veterinary Center, and which is happens to be one of probably the three largest people practices on the planet. Um and uh six years ago uh seven years ago now I decided to uh to run for uh the state legislature here in New York State um and have uh been a New York State assemblyman for the last six years, three reelections. So um I hope to uh, formulate the marijuana law for New York State, um, as limited as it is right now, um, but I expect that to uh, to evolve over the next few years. Uh, I, I invented a formula for dogs, three formulas actually, um, to help with joint mobility, anxiety, and excessive itching. Uh, the name of my company is Theravis. My products are up and moving, stop the itch, and calm and quiet, quite easy. Uh, we are uh, we are the a cannabis based uh, product. You have to understand the word cannabis is the Latin term for the hemp plant. Okay, we do not deal with marijuana as such, which is a genetically engineered form of hemp. We use industrial hemp, what you would use for to make rope, to make clothing, uh, to make burlap sacks, um, is what we use in our formula. Uh, we, all, the key ingredient within that is a compound called cannabidiol what is currently used in the medical world to treat uh, seizure disorders. For example, children with severe Dravet syndrome and other seizure disorders where they can have up to 100 grand mal seizures a day. With the high strain CBD forms of cannabis, such as the well-known Charlotte's Web strain, Children can have either no no grand mal seizures again or they might have one a month as opposed to 100 a day. So that is what we use. It is a well-known anti-inflammatory, which is the primary reason we use it for. And in answer to the first question that is asked of me every time I give a discussion, the question is, well, will it get my dog high? And the answer is no; it will not get your dog high. After the second question, of course, is always, "Well, then, will it get me high?" And my answer is, "No." But if you have back pain, it might help. So, so that is in essence, uh, you know, a part of the formula that makes up the product that I use, which indeed has a base of powdered industrial hemp. That in itself contains trace amounts of cannabinoids. Cannabinoids are one of the two major compounds found in a cannabis plant. And there are about 80 of them in the plant. And it's amazingly enough to know that about all 80 of them, one way or another, when isolated, have medicinal properties, such as the cannabidiol CBD. So,
1: Stephen, how does it actually work? What properties of the plant prevent seizures for example as you were describing
2: i personally am not a human brain physiologist so i really can't tell you uh how it works in humans i know that it is currently being uh having a clinical trial done at nyu school of medicine i know that the primary uh ingredient being CBD is now um, on a clinical trial with the FDA being fast-tracked to phase 3 by a company called GW Pharmaceuticals. So, okay. highly effective. I can tell okay. you that.
1: So let's kind of take a look at the broad view of the adoption of uh, cannabis and these things uh, in the, the country. Can of give us a, a brief history of how this has grown from being completely banned to now being available in many states, both uh, medical and recreational. Just kind of get us up to speed on where we stand and, and how that happened.
2: Essentially, this has been a, this has been a uh, process uh, that has gone been going on one way or another since 1937. Uh, certainly picked up steam in the 1960s and, uh, and, uh, at this point it's legal in, what is it now that the, uh, the eight others, now it's in 26 states with, uh, Massachusetts, uh, California, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington, uh, allowing adult use, not just medicinal. Um, It's, uh, you know, essentially in Colorado and in California, it was 21 years ago by referendum that they legalized the use of marijuana for medicinal purposes. Uh, It is uh, roughly now going into the fourth year that we uh, are seeing adult use legalized. Um, Marijuana in one form or another is now in over... Fifty percent of our states, and is uh, with over half of the population being uh, of the United States being under that. So that is essentially where where we are with with
1: marijuana uh, currently. So in the states where it's most uh, widely used, like Colorado and Washington, what has been the experience? Of both users and retailers, and the government hasn't reached uh, the, the levels it thought as it produced the revenues the government thought it would produce. Um, can of give us a sense of what's happened in the places where it's most common now?
2: I can tell you, Colorado this year received a billion dollars in revenue for the state that's being used for, uh, that's being used for infrastructure and education. It's a windfall. Uh and if you take a look essentially there's been no increase in crime in uh in in uh any of those deleterious uh uh you know, scare tactics that people have tried to use for decades. Um it's uh it's if you go on the line at a dispensary, you see people from every walk in life going there to get adult use marijuana. Everything from lawyers Doctors, workers, people on disability—you name it—they're all online to get it. And you know what? It hasn't hurt anybody. So it has you not know, caused like like
1: car accidents, or uh, some people you know, say that young young people—it's the gateway drug to stronger things. None of that has
2: happened. you you, you know, it's hard for me to be serious about it because. Here's what I normally do in that when, I'm, when I'm at a discussion, when there might be a thousand people there. I, I say, how many of you have tried marijuana in, uh, in, um, in college? Okay. And how many of you are now addicted to either marijuana or heroin? How many of you tried beer when you were in college? How many of you are now alcoholics? Okay. And the answer is quite self-evident. You know, we don't have any rampaging uh, addiction of marijuana in this country anywhere close by 10% of what you have, alcoholism. Uh, And the idea that it's a gateway drug has already proven itself to be absurd because here in the 21st century, we understand addiction as being what's called obsessive-compulsive disorder. And whatever that... Whatever that biochemical uh, uh, disturbances in the brain is going to cause you to either become an alcoholic, a, a nicotine addict, a smoker, uh, a drug addict, a gambler, someone who cleans their house ten, you know, ten times a day. You could go on and on. It's the same problem. Okay, it has nothing to do with marijuana being a gateway to anything. In the same way that. A gla- uh, you know, a beer or a glass of wine is going to cause you to become an alcoholic drinking wild turkey by the court.
1: So and it's a misperception. So it, it, that's and, what you're saying. Quite
2: frankly, the experience in Colorado alone disabuses that completely. And that's been going on first for medical marijuana for 20 years, 21 years now, and this for four. So it's time for... Everyone, in my opinion, it's funny to see, every spectrum of media outlet, essentially, essentially, is for this. And I'm talking a spectrum being the New York Times, which is certainly the, uh, you know, one of the papers of record for the liberal media, feels that marijuana adult use should be legalized nationwide, by the same token, the National Review. One of the papers of record for the conservative movement feels that marijuana should be adult use legalized for two reasons. Number one, your personal freedom, and number two, the revenue will generate. And then you've got the New England Journal of Medicine, where, whose editorial position is for, for a doctor to be able to prescribe addictive opioid narcotics, such as oxycodone, Percocet, Meperidine, and not be able to uh, prescribe medical marijuana is pure hypocrisy. So I bring you those three alone that are are screaming that this is an old, old old-fashioned, 1937, outdated, uh, you know, consciousness about the use of cannabis for
1: every possible reason. Very good. Okay, we're going to go to a break. Uh, This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is uh, Dr. Stephen Katz. He's a New York State Assemblyman, also founder of Therabis, which is a company uh, providing hemp-based products. You can find out more at his website, which is therabis.com, T-H-E-R-A-B-I-S, Therabyss.com. We'll be back after this.
0: You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan.
1: Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Dr. Stephen Katz. He's the founder of Therabis, which is a company providing hemp-based products for pets. He's also a New York State assemblyman. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Katz. Hello, so let's talk about the investment situation right now. There's been some companies GW particularly that's come public that've gone up a lot. There's a lot of kind of penny stocks in this area. Uh yeah. what is your advice to people who who want to invest in this area but don't want to get scammed?
2: Um, it's a, you know it's a it's a wild and wooly place out there especially the you know the penny stocks right now. Um uh, my advice would be for you to, uh, in one way or another, use uh, some of the different uh, uh, consultants and agencies that deal with specifically with uh, with marijuana uh, and marijuana stocks, um, because there's so many pump and dumps, as they say. At least they have a, a history of it recently. That um, you you've got to be very careful in uh, in uh, in uh, you know where you invest.
1: So how can people tell what's real and what's not? What's what's real and what's hype? I mean, there are really things going on, but there's a lot of hype too. How can people separate the difference?
2: The difference is number one, you you certainly want to worry about startups. Uh, some of the pharmaceuticals, like GW is certainly the, you know, the uh, standard bearer at this point. Uh, and they have... Um, uh, at this point, GW Pharmaceuticals being the standard bearer, uh, there are some other companies uh, that uh, that have been around for over two years. That's one of the things I'd be looking at you want to have a company that's been around for at least two years uh you certainly would want a, a company that at this point can show you a balance sheet um, whether it be in the financial sector uh such as a company like m j i c um you know or it be uh you know production uh a production type company so so tell us
1: tell us a little bit more about your company about therapists uh I assume it's not public yet. What exactly does it offer, and is it going to go public? What is the future of your company mm,
2: Therapist right now is one of the leaders in the uh, in the pet supplement for uh for pets and and uh, and um, and, um we are the first company that is uh, selling our product in human pharmacies going mainstream. Um, the the uh, product itself is formulaic. It's formulas. It's not just hemp and uh, CBD. It's got other things in it, such as green-lip muscle, which is a bivalve from uh, um, a bivalve from the South Pacific. Uh, you know, like a clam, and, um, and, uh, and um, it's an incredible anti-inflammatory and uh, protein uh, source, and it's an enormous source of zinc for uh, the products, and zinc is very important in the healing process in any part of your body. So, um, and it's got some vitamins and minerals in it. So it's a formula. It's the first one that is targeted towards specific problems a dog might have, um, and uh, that is at this point what makes it unique. It has a uh, it has a uh, significant amount of cannabidiol in its CBD, and um, it's been shown to be quite effective in both my clinics and now. Uh, therapist uh, products are undergoing clinical trials right now at the University of Pennsylvania College of Veterinary Medicine. So, so uh, that is you know we are we are partnered with uh, Dixie Dixie Elixirs, and Dixie Brands, which is one of the largest manufacturers of uh, edible cannabis products. And uh, we're based out in Colorado. We're able to sell our product nationwide and worldwide because we are compliant with the FDA as to how our hemp is derived and how the CBD is extracted. So uh, we sell our product online uh, in all 50 states and, um, and worldwide at this point.
1: And what animals is it for? Dogs only, or what other kind of animals can, can you benefit from it?
2: Right now, it's dogs only. We will be expanding that in the very, in the very near future.
1: And what is the potential market for, I mean,
2: you know,
1: how many dogs have, have the problems that, that this solves?
2: The, the pet population in this country, the dog population, is 77 million. Uh, and out of those, uh, out of those, the dogs that are over six years old, at least 75% of them start to show the problems associated with joint mobility, uh, and especially as adjuncts for anxiety that they, uh, anxiety that they develop, fear of noises, uh, traveling in the car. Uh, separation anxiety when the, when a uh, when the uh, the uh, owner leaves. Uh, so our market is very very. It's in the tens of millions. So it's a it's a very strong market, and so far we've seen an excellent response from the people who've been using it.
1: It has to be prescribed by
2: veterinarians. Is that correct? Or it's, it's not over the counter, no, right? It's, yes, it is. It's over the counter uh, oh. at this point. Yeah, at this point, veterinarians don't know enough about cannabis and the medical, you know, the medicinal qualities to really be qualified to, uh, to, to have anything to do with it, quite honestly. This is an education process that's going on both within the veterinary community and the pet-owning population.
1: So this is available in, in regular pet stores uh,
2: over-the-counter? In certain pet stores and in certain pharmacies in the Northeast as well. But primarily, it's being sold online at Therabist.com right now.
1: I see. I see. And how do you give it to your dog? Is it the
2: drops or the pill, or what is it? It comes in individual packets that you put on the food. It's highly, highly palatable. You can basically put it on the floor and they'll lick it up. Um, It's got three sizes, small, medium, and large. And we will be coming out with a treat for the dogs uh, in early February. And how can you tell that it's working for a dog taking it? Because I've been using it in my hospital the last three years. I mean, I mean, what does the dog
1: show? What, what are the, the symptoms of it being better than before he took it?
2: Dog has difficulty going up the stairs. Dog no longer can jump on the bed, uh, take the therapist, he can run up the stairs and jump on jump on the bed. Dog uh, separation anxiety. Dog uh, dog. You know, owner leaves the house and uh, and when the dog when the owner comes home, the dog ate half the wall. You give him the calm and quiet. Dog. The owner leaves, comes back. The wall hasn't been eaten. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there is one dog starts scratching because he's got allergies and scratches down to the bone, through the fur, through the skin, down to the bone, you give the stop the itch and the dog will, if not completely stop itching, significantly reduce his scratching problem and can be used as an adjunct to other forms. Does the dog get addicted to it? of Pennsylvania clinical trials, because I've been doing them, I've been using my products in my hospital for uh, over three years now. Does a dog get addicted to it? No. I have no, uh, no instances of dogs being addicted to it.
1: And, and what do other veterinarians think of this? Do they think it's uh, effective? In the
2: United States, less Far less than 1% of the veterinarians, probably 0,01%, oh, oh, have any idea about the medicinal uses of the various compounds in a cannabis plant. All right, this is all not only brand new, but it really has not even come close to reaching, uh, you know, you uh, know, is going to, you know, it, it's an education process, it has just begun, and,
0: uh, and that's
2: basically, you know, what one of my jobs is, the education of the veterinary community and, uh, and uh, the
1: public at large. Are the veterinarian associations open to hearing about it? Are you going to be able to speak at the major veterinarian groups, or do they think you're crazy?
2: Uh, no, absolutely not. They're all they're open, all open to hearing about it. So, you know, they're they're all open to hearing about it. Uh, that's what I can tell you. And I'm in the process of talking to a whole lot of them. So, that's that's my job.
1: And Has this been used around the world as well? Absolutely.
2: The centers, the, the centers of. The centers of uh, of of education for this is in Israel and in uh, and in um, uh, England. Huh? Okay, very uh,
1: good. It's a it's a worldwide movement. You're saying very good. Okay, we're going to take a break. Um, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Dr. Stephen Katz. He's the founder of Therabus, which is a company that provides hemp-based products for dogs. He's also a state assemblyman in New York and knows a lot about the whole spread of cannabis in this country. We'll be back after this.
3: From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network.
1: We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing.
3: How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times
1: with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
3: What if every day was a good day for business? Because every decision you made was the best choice. What if you could receive regular input from credible sources and could acquire all the precise information you need exactly when you need it so you can make the right decision every single time? Because There's More challenges you to make better decisions. Join Laura Ellis every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, and 2 p.m. GMT on the Voice America Business Channel and learn how to think differently for better
0: decisions, better business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan.
1: Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour, Dr. Stephen Katz, is the founder of Therabus, which is a company providing hemp-based products aimed to help dogs. You can find out more about him at his website, Therabus.com, which is Therabis, Welcome back to the show, Dr. Katz. Thank you. So all this is happening, all this growth, medical marijuana, recreational, at the time that the Federal Drug Enforcement Administration still considers cannabis and marijuana a Schedule One drug, which is like as bad as opium or really, really bad. So how is that going to be resolved?
2: With the the way it's being done uh essentially right now is by number one first and foremost um making this a states rights issue uh the you know the federal government um you know one way or another and for many different reasons is very hesitant to change these laws um, and all I'll tell you is if you want to know why just like anything else in Washington, follow the money. Okay. See who is lobbying to keep this illegal. That's what I would tell you. So... Uh, and and but, who is lobbying to keep it illegal? Well, the top three uh, right now are the corrections officers. Um, number two is... Uh, two and three is what you would expect. The alcohol industry, and uh, number three is big pharmaceutical. So um, those are the the lobbies against it. Pretty formidable, Um, which is at very least why the federal government has taken the tack of this being a state's issue uh, and letting the states ride with it. So, um, I mean, one
1: thing that makes it difficult is because it's a Schedule One drug at the federal level, it's hard to get banking services. So these uh, recreational and medical have to kind of work with all cash, and it's just very awkward. Is, is that going to change?
2: It'll change as soon as they change the banking laws, and uh, I don't see that happening in the very near future, um, but who knows? I, it is very cumbersome. That's the worst part of, uh, of getting federal sanction for this uh, because uh, uh, you know, because of the banking restrictions. Definitely. But, but you are selling
1: the, the drugs for pets online, so I assume you're taking credit cards for orders of therapists. Is that correct?
2: Correct. But, and that is because, I must remind you, my product has no THC in it. Of the 80 compounds in the cannabis plant, there is only one that has true psychogenic capability. In other words, making you high, and that is Delta-9 THC. My product has zero Delta-9 THC in it. So, so
1: that's the only Schedule One drug is something with THC. All the rest of them are fine, is what
2: you're saying. All the rest of them uh will well all the rest of them essentially are lumped into the marijuana plant, period.
1: Okay, so what you're saying, what so, needs to
2: change point. Yes, what, here's what I'm saying to you, and this is what I do. there is we we, we extract different compounds from the cannabis plant. One is well-known, THC. Another, which is becoming much more well-known now, is CBD. Okay? But there's also CBA, CBN, CBG. I can go on the alphabet, okay? And each one of those, when individually extracted, has its own specific medicinal properties. Okay? Okay? None of those individually has been looked at by the government nor regulated, so you you know and that level of extraction which we do by organic means supercritical c o2 extraction it 's called is uh, is in its absolutely embryonic uh, you know, I, 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 I'll go beyond, it's not even embryonic, it's in the blastomere stage, okay? It's not even an embryo. So, that is just just beginning now. It's fascinating. It's what I, you know, what I involve myself in as a scientist more than anything.
0: And um,
2: the benefits to mankind over the next 20 years will be manifest. So that is, that is essentially what, what we do and what we at therapists are doing in the research element of this. We, this has nothing in any way, shape, or form to getting high. Yeah. Okay? Or, using any, or using any compound in the plant that gets you high. Okay? There's a, yeah. a perfect example is slippery elm bark. Slippery elm bark is an amazing bark from the slippery elm tree that has an incredible number of, uh, of medicinal values. Those medicinal values are essentially lumped into one compound called salicylic acid, which we also now know as, know as aspirin. This is the analog to the, the you know, the, the cannabis plant is the analog to the slippery elm plant. And it, the only difference is we're only discovering now how many uses it has on the medicinal level, on a purely medicinal level. Certainly the big focus, you know, high visibility item is CBD's ability to control seizure disorders. It's also being looked at extensively right now for its ability to control MS, So I can go right. on and on. So you're saying that
1: at the federal level the only problem is THC related and that you think it would be a good idea and this is the Drug Enforcement Administration this is not the FDA, that's correct? That would, would change that? Correct. Does the FDA have any role in all this? Since This is a drug? Um, there's
2: you know, on the, on the federal, on the, on the human level, it definitely will. I mean, it's going, the GW Pharmaceuticals product is going through the FDA clinical trials right now, phase three. Okay. Um, so on that level, yes, FDA and the DEA will be involved. Right now, um, other than THC, you live in a gray world right now. Unfortunate, but over the next hopefully course of the next couple of years, as these clinical trials are completed and published, uh, there'll be no choice but to reschedule. <clears throat> so, so, you're saying that if
1: the FDA approves the GW pharmaceutical drug, which is now in phase three trials, that would make it officially legal. That can be done even while THC is still considered a Schedule One drug, or how does that work?
2: Yes. The answer to that is yes. It's going to be, they'll be split up. I mean, for me, unfortunately, I don't even like that idea. I just want the entire plan to be legalized now in every way, shape, and form so that we can not only derive revenue from it, but so that we can properly, legally study these things at major research institutions without all the impediments and obstacles that they put in front of you. Do you know that for the first time, after 18 years of application, the National Institute of Health finally funded a study this year to look at PTSD and the use of, the use of marijuana in PTSD in veterans? After 18 years. So, And what have they been
1: finding? What, what have right? they been finding so far? This, is
2: just, this just started. If you want to look at the findings, go to look at Dr. Mishulam, who does this work in Israel. There's, a, there's an awful lot. To, the, um, medical marijuana has been offered to the Israeli soldiers for the last 15 years. And there's all sorts of studies done on it. But, you know, we, in our wisdom, we want to make sure by doing it here. Okay, we have to reinvent the wheel. So that's what we're doing now after 18 years of application.
1: What do you think might be the impact of the new administration and a new attorney general uh, on uh, everything we've been talking about here and legalizing marijuana in various ways?
2: Well, I don't see a lot of federal, uh, you know, federal lax- laxity happening in the near term. I don't think he's going to do anything regarding states' rights or starting to enforce the federal laws. There's just too many states involved now, and too many people under that. I mean, the pop—it's well over 50 percent of the population of the country is living with medical marijuana or otherwise. California being the largest, that has adult use now as well. What is the outlook going forward? What
1: is the outlook going forward for other states? It has to be done through ballot initiative. Is that the only way it can be made legal in a particular state?
2: Yes. It's inexorable. You'll see Florida, uh, Maryland will have adult use. Uh, you know, it, you know, it's going. To, it'll be on and on. Ohio's going to re, You know, um, you know, uh, uh, resubmit for uh, adult use. Pennsylvania, even Texas. So um, and Arizona was. You know, narrowly lost. Florida is going to be a huge one, and that they're going to win the next referendum. The next referendum. So, and how
1: about where you are in New York?
2: What is the outlook
1: for, legal, for legalization in New York?
2: Full legalization, I, I don't see it happening in the next few years, and I certainly don't see it happening while Andrew Cuomo is the governor. So uh, he's a Neanderthal. He's a Luddite. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, um, and so I don't see that happening. But um, he won't be the governor forever. <clears throat> and, and rest assured, the next time it'll be put up. If there were a referendum in the in the state of New York, we would have adult use probably by 85 percent. Okay, but the problem is you're not allowed to have referenda here in the state of New York. It's illegal, so I can't go out, put up a you know let's legalize adult use marijuana, and, and then go get enough signatures on the petition to put it on the ballot because it's not legal to do that. Trust me, if it were, that would be the second thing that I would, that I would put into a referendum. The first being term limits for every elected official in the state. Okay. Yes, okay. So, so uh, you know, so that's pretty What
1: much is the resistance? Right. What, with what's happening in all these different states, what is the resistance to full legalization in the states that don't have it like New York?
0: You know,
2: certain um, elements of those who uh, feel that it's still immoral, that it's another drug, that they don't want to see more drugs utilized because that's the beginning of, of us becoming the next Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay? As if, just like with Prohibition, it's here, it's being used, it's the largest cash crop in the United States, it's time that we responsibly legislate it, just like alcohol, and, and not only make it have standards, but make it such that we'll gain a windfall revenue. Yeah, very
1: good. Okay, we're going to take look a break. At
2: Colorado. I mean, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Look at Colorado. It's amazing. It's a place where nothing bad has happened in the state of Colorado, except that the government now has a billion dollars more to utilize for hopefully the people of the state.
1: Very good. All right, we're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Dr. Stephen Katz. He's the founder of Therabus, which is a company providing hemp based products aimed to help dogs. He is also a New York State assemblyman. And we'll be back
3: It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VAPressPass by Voice America. All
0: access, all the time. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan.
1: Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour, Dr. Stephen Katz, is founder of Therabus, which is a company providing hemp-based products to help pets, particularly dogs. He's also a New York State Assemblyman. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Katz. Hello. So let's talk specifically about what these products can do for humans, uh, and what kind of studies are going on, and, and why is that this can help people in ways that other drugs cannot?
2: Interesting question. I'll answer the first part. The, the last part first, okay? Mm-hmm. The, every one of the compounds that we're looking at in the cannabis plant are number one. Unlike uh, uh, most of the other pharmaceuticals that you that we see, um, have you know precious few, if any, of the deleterious side effects that are seen. All you need to do is watch the commercials on television or Lyrica or any of these other ones that basically tell you that, you know, you're going to get liver, liver failure, you're going to go insane, you'll have suicidal, uh, you know, suicidal thoughts and God knows what, and those are the ones that they make you post, okay? The, uh, right now, these are not, number one, non-addictive. Number two, don't have near the effects on the uh, bad effects on the liver and the kidneys that you see with these big pharmaceuticals um and number 3 they are natural products unlike the manufactured pharmaceuticals and right now they are currently being studied for at major institutions such as the University of Washington School of Veteran, uh, School of Medicine uh NYU School of Medicine Moffitt at San Francisco University of California and and University of Pennsylvania which is studying mine um, and all of them, they are being looked at for, Number, uh, of course, its number one anti-seizure activity, which is being done at NYU. It is being studied for its, uh, um, its ability to, uh, to help MS, Musculosclerosis. It's being studied at University of California. Its anti-inflammatory capabilities are being studied at University of Washington. Its ability to, um, to stop... Uh, metastasis of tumors is being looked at and its ability to actually actually shrink down tumors is being looked at all of those without some of the incredibly bad side effects that you see from things such as chemotherapy right now so those are what it, it, it is being intensively studied right now it's being done essentially under the radar of the public But the scientific community, the scientific research community that is involved in those fields of endeavor, rheumatology, uh, neurology, um, um, orthopedics, are very, very, uh, and of course, every element of natural pathic medicine are looking at this intensively as we speak.
1: So the reason that the traditional drug companies... You'd think this would be a great opportunity for them to get into this. You're saying the reason that they're against it is it's competing with their existing drugs that have all these side effects?
2: Number one. And number two, they're, they're having difficulty to develop proprietary and make you know proprietary strains that they would own that would have the medicinal effects. That plus they're still working on Isolates. So they're not quite ready to give the government the green light because they don't yet have enough knowledge and control of what is essentially just beginning to happen now. But so, they, they will. I mean, they are, will.
1: Are, are, are patents possible in the future so that they would be able to? Have a proprietary so, so, money.
2: They're possible in they're possible in the future, and they're possible right now. Look at the number of patents on CBD usage that GW Pharmaceuticals has. Okay, so, so it's it is certainly you know being patented, you know now IP on on a number of these is being is 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 put to the patent office now.
1: So you're saying that would turn things if the traditional pharmaceutical companies could make money from it, then they would support it instead of opposing it, and it could potentially, the Schedule One classification could be taken ahead, taken away, and things would move much faster. Is that that's the scenario you're saying?
2: I think that if you uh, follow that line of money and what they're doing right now, I would tell you absolutely that is the case. And it's the same with tobacco. Okay, from what I understand... Uh, from a very close source, Philip Morris is buying up literally millions of acres around the world to grow cannabis right now.
1: Uh huh. So that, that seems Morris to be.
2: Doing it, if Philip Morris is doing it, rest assured the rest of them are doing it too. So. Uh huh. Yeah. So uh,
1: so is, is the United States ahead or behind of
2: what's going on around the world
1: in this whole area?
2: We're we're behind places like Uruguay, Israel, and England, um, and we're ahead of a lot of the rest of the world right now. Canada, we're, uh, Canada is ahead of us right now, um, and that's where we stand. We're we're heavy right now into uh, doing clinical clinical research on these things before they're ready to, before the FDA is ready to give its, its benediction and then have the de- and then call off the DEA on account of it. So, so it's sort of they work hand in glove.
1: So tell us what the world is going to look like 10 years from now um, as far as the adoption of cannabis, both for medical purposes and uh, recreational in the United States.
2: Ten years from now, we'll have adult use in the in the in all fifty states of the United States. That's my because I believe that in 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 uh, ten years from now, the banking regulations will be lifted. I can't say yet whether the interstate commerce will be lifted yet, but that would be okay. They can leave that to the states. That's that's perfectly fine for each state to formulate how it wants it's. Uh, you know, adult use laws and revenues from it and and, uh, enforcement of it and what have you. But if they lift the banking laws, that's about all they have to do. And I do believe that will happen in the next 10 years because I do believe in the next 10 years, both the uh, pharmaceutical and the tobacco industries are going to combine to to compel the federal government to uh, lift the restrictions so that they will be able to get into the game.
1: So, but it's going to be done on a state-by-state basis, not
2: all at once on a federal
1: basis. Is that what you're saying?
2: Correct. This is not, I don't believe we're going to have a Roe v. Wade on, you know, marijuana. I believe it's that what they will do is lift the banking laws. They will undo that restriction for the commerce, for marijuana commerce. But they, I, you know, that's, and that's all they need to do. They don't need to do anything else. Leave the rest to the states. We'll do' we'll so who is that up to
1: who, who is that banking regulation up to is that the Treasury department or who actually controls that financial regulation Treasury Department so, so the yeah. Treasury is not Treasury. moving right you're saying the Treasury is not moving because of the the drug, the uh, DEA still has it scheduled as a schedule
2: one correct correct the, 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 the banking is not going to change until there's a change in the, in the scheduling of, of cannabis, period. They're not going to yes. move. so that, that's, that's what we're going to see. And what we're seeing is every time there's an election, you get more states that are voting for marijuana legalization in one form or another, whether it be medicinal or it be adult use. Very good.
1: All right, well, it's been very exciting. It's clearly an exciting future as well. My guest this hour has been Dr. Stephen Katz. He's the founder of Therabyss, which is a company based in Denver uh, providing hemp-based products to help pets, and he's given us a very good view of the entire future of cannabis as it's going to be uh, rolled out across the country. So thanks so much for being a guest on The Money Answer Show. My pleasure. And we'll be back next week with another edition of The Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now.